0: I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth Admission, the demise of Anchor Brewery and its famed steam beer. For 127 years, Anchor has been a fixture in San Francisco. Chronicle culture critic Peter Hartlaub, who we'll hear from in a minute, put Anchor Steam on his Mount Rushmore of the city's edible icons, along with things like itsits and the Irish Coffee at Buena Vista Cafe. Now it appears the taps will run dry for good at the brewery in Potrero Hill. News broke last week that Anchor's parent company, Sapporo, is planning to close the company once and for all. The news is hitting many San Francisco beer lovers hard. Our team caught up with an Anchor Steam super fan at a bar on Haight Street.
1: Dude, Anchor Steam is just, they've been a staple of San Francisco for 127 years. When I moved here in 99, That was the first beer I drank.
0: That's Rob Gongora. He says that at the time, he was new to craft beer. But his first sip of Anchor had him hooked. And since back then he was actually living near the brewery, the brand became a staple of his life.
1: So you could smell the steam beer at all times of the day, night, day. I would leave my window open so I could smell it.
0: This conversation was taped as Rob was sitting at the bar Sipping on an Anchor Steam, sporting an Anchor Steam jacket, and contemplating what the loss of this beer might mean for his city.
1: You know, it's just sad because we're seeing a lot of these iconic names, places, buildings, just closing down and, you know, it's just real sad, man.
0: These kinds of complicated feelings, stirred by the loss of a humble brew, are shared by many throughout the city. So, today on 5th and Mission... We're going to try to process those feelings together by reflecting on the history of Anchor Brewing, discussing why it is that this storied company now seems to be done, and asking if there's any chance of a ninth-inning miracle comeback. My guests are Jess Lander. She's a reporter on the Chronicle's food and wine team who helped break the story for our newsroom, and Peter Hartlove, who's written about the beer extensively and who, from his writings, I gather, is quite the Anchor Steam fan himself. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you, Damian.
2: Thank you, Damian.
0: Peter, for anyone who doesn't know that much about Anchor's history, help them understand why fans like Rob are taking this so hard. You know, it's San Francisco's beer. Established
3: in the 1800s, it's survived fires, prohibition, uh, the earthquake, two world wars. It is the phoenix on the flag of our city in beer form, it's a good beer. It's associated with the Giants. Um, has always been like a bar beer. It's on tap. And I think people who live here especially, but even people who just got here, I mean, it's one of those food stuffs that you instantly identify with San Francisco. I think this is a big deal.
0: Jess, let's get down to business here. We'll talk more as we go on about the feelings people are having. But first, tell us what we've learned about the closure of Anchor since the news broke last Wednesday. Was it a surprise to customers? Was it a surprise to workers at the brewery?
2: I would say I think the customer base was pretty surprised. Um, They're definitely pretty heartbroken and devastated and didn't necessarily see this coming. But the workers are a bit of a different story. I think they're actually the ones who kind of first started leaking this story. They definitely had an inclination that something was up. But, you know, there was a pretty big warning sign about a month ago. Uh, The company announced that it was discontinuing its Christmas ale, which was a very big deal, and halting distribution outside of California. So that was, in retrospect, a pretty big sign that something like this might be happening.
0: So those are the warning signs, but what reasons are being given by Sapporo for doing this?
2: Sapporo and Anchor, they're saying that they've been losing millions of dollars a year. They're pointing to economic forces, uh, the pandemic, inflation, the beer sales just being on decline in general. And in the pandemic specifically, they said they were hit especially hard because most of their production was sold through bars and restaurants. And obviously those closed, they attempted to get you know, a bigger presence in the retail space, but shelf space is very limited for beer these days. Another thing people might be thinking is that this is another example of the San Francisco doom loop. Um, I can totally understand why. However, this definitely seems like an isolated incident. I don't think San Francisco particularly had much to do with this. More so the either the ownership and management of the brewery um, and the changing landscape of craft beer.
0: Peter, as a connoisseur, I mean you've been following this stuff. Were you getting worried even before last week? I wasn't. I had done a tour with Heather
3: Knight on the Total SF podcast back in January. And they had new equipment up. They had this new fully automated robotic system for bottling beer. You go to places like a theater or a bookstore or a restaurant, and sometimes you feel like, okay, they're on their last legs. I didn't feel that way with Anchor at all. I mean, it seemed like they were on top of their game. It seemed like there was a lot of excitement. It was clean. So I was very surprised by it. I'm not surprised in the long term that selling to Sapporo, something bad happened. But I am surprised after seeing the place in January that it's closed in July.
2: Employees have kind of said the same thing, that until recently, They were going ahead with Christmas ale production. They had the ingredients. They'd done test brews. So, you know, all things looked great. And I heard the same thing from an employee about their new automated equipment, that when you invest millions of dollars in that type of packaging lines, it kind of looks like you're in it for the long haul.
0: So is this a matter of changing tastes or mismanagement? There was a lot of skepticism of Sapporo when they took over the business in 2017, and that extended to whether they would understand the business and how to make it successful.
2: Depends on who you ask.
0: (laughs) Workers say some mismanagement?
2: Yeah, the worker perspective um, largely seems to be uh, blaming Sapporo for mismanagement, for not understanding the craft beer landscape, the legacy, um, and what Anchor meant to San Francisco, and taking several missteps that ultimately led to this. But at the same time, you can't deny that Beer sales are in decline. Craft breweries across the nation are struggling. We've seen a lot of consolidation in the Bay Area to begin with um, just the last few months. And so I, I think there's maybe a bit of truth on both sides.
0: For people that are wondering about just this, the very near future, I mean, what about the operations of the brewery, the tap room, and even the availability on the shelves? Peter, did I hear you ran out and you've bought some... I don't know if that's
3: an insider trading issue, Damien, so I don't know how much I want to say, but I do have three cases of Anchor in my garage that I will not be putting on eBay, and I will only be sharing with uh, Anchor lovers and San Franciscans. I'm going to get a
0: lot of emails after this. And Jess, what about the very basics? What about, I think it's called Anchor Public Taps, that tap room in Potrero Hill. Is it still open?
2: Yeah, so the tap room um, is currently still open. There are very long lines out the door for people rushing to get some last anchor stocking up, and that should be open until at least August 1st, we're told, though it could possibly go through the end of August. And then retail stores are definitely selling out rapidly from what we're told, but if you really want to make sure you can get at least a last pint. We're told the beer, the the bars around San Francisco and the Bay Area still have some on tap, so that might be your best bet. All
0: right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the history of Anchor Brewing and also is there a chance that there could be some sort of miracle comeback back with Peter Hartlove and Jess Landard right after this. Welcome back to 5th and Mission. I'm Damian Bullwood, joined by Chronicle food and wine reporter Jess Lander and culture critic Peter Hartlaub. We're talking about the demise of Anchor Brewing, the San Francisco icon. Peter, can we get back to why this beer company has become so important to people in San Francisco? Give us a little history lesson on Anchor, the way the beer was brewed, and how it became so unique. Yeah, so Anchor is a steam beer,
3: and that was built out of necessity. In the 1860s, there was no railway. There wasn't a lot of refrigeration here, so there was no way to get like a logger. You had to find this new chemistry to create a beer, and part of that chemistry was putting vats up on a rooftop and letting the fog and cool San Francisco air cool down the beer that way, and it steamed beer. I mean, it there were 27 companies, but The railway was completed, loggers start coming out, and it gets down to just one, Anchor. And I I think, again, what's amazing is it's survival. There have been times when there's one person working at Anchor There was one point in the 1950s when a guy literally just, he was so old, he couldn't lift the barrels anymore, so he shut it down, went to someone else. And then another big San Francisco thing happened, Fritz Maytag, this ingenuity, you know, think of like a, you would think a tech VC situation right now. He's the washing machine repairman, Skyon, and he drops $15,000 and resurrects Anchor and just makes it bigger than ever, puts a lot of pride into it, puts better ingredients into it, and turns it into the beer
0: that we're drinking right now. All right. I know we have a little bit of a clip here from Anchor's brewmaster, Dane Volick. He describes what makes Anchor Steam so special. Yeah, and Dane Volick was trained by Fritz Maytag. I mean, this has
3: been passed down. Dane's the gentleman that we met, Heather and I, when we went and visited the brewery, and he is a very smart brewer. So Steam's a very special beer, very highly unusual. Of course, we're the last ones making a, quote, Steam beer today, although California Common is the common term, shall we say, for other other beers made in this style. Um, San Francisco was really a, a really warm place that allowed this process to occur and allowed a lot of these innovations to take place. And, you know, we are the last ones around, but there's there was a lot of it going on at that time.
0: So all of this, Peter, and perhaps Jess, our our wine connoisseur, what does this mean for the beer's taste? And do you guys like it? I love it. I associate it with Giants games. I associate it with bars
3: around here. I remember when we did our Total Muni 2018 and we're riding every bus in the city. We got to Oracle Park, got up to our suite, and all of our friends and family who were waiting there had drank all the Anchor. And Heather and I still joke about that because all they left us was the Coors Light. Um, It's a good beer. I mean, it, it tastes... Like San Francisco, it tastes like fog. You get a little bit of the sourdough in there. I always say like you can almost taste the metallic rail of a cable car. It's a really good beer. It's a distinct beer and it's something that people are going to miss. Jess, is that
0: true? Notes of San Francisco in the beer?
2: You know, I I think I've always thought it was a good beer as well. I think that this is one of those cases where nostalgia and legacy play a role in people's love for it. You know, what's emblematic of that is that California Common, which is what we call this style of beer since Anchor has trademarked it, is not a popular style style of beer. It's not something breweries are making very often or that you see on the shelves. So it's definitely not in vogue anymore, I would say. But if anyone could continue doing it successfully, I would say it's Anchor.
0: Jess, you mentioned that tastes are changing. I mean, there was a time several years ago where it seemed like around every corner there was a new microbrewery and a new tap room. Are we past that what are we seeing in the industry and and if so where where are tastes going
2: i don't think we're past it i think new breweries um, are still opening every day they're a little easier financially to open than say a winery so a lot of people there can get into the industry and you know take their shot at it but we are seeing like i said a lot of consolidation a lot of sales of the larger brewing companies and people's tastes are changing i talked to a former brewer who told me that anchor really held out for a long time before launching an IPA, which for years has been you know, the number one style uh, that breweries have been making and that consumers have been drinking. So they didn't really try to modernize and keep up with these trends until a few years ago. And I think that might've been part of what ultimately led to their fallout. But the bigger problem than changing tastes, I think is the oversaturation of the market. So. You go to the grocery store or your local wine, beer shop, and there's just so many choices. There's so many styles. There's always new styles coming in, blending of styles. And consumers these days really like to try new things. They don't like to drink the same thing every day like our parents and grandparents might have done. And I think that's the hardest part for these legacy brands like Anchor.
0: And Anchor diehards will remember the changing of the label was this uh, is this a part of this discussion? Was this a, a bad thing for the beer?
2: It's definitely um, something that a lot of people are pointing to. The rebrand in 2021 did not go over well with Anchor fans or employees, from what I can tell. They got rid of the classic label and really went more simple direction with like blue and yellow colors, and a lot of people kind of felt like it cheapened it. I don't think that is the sole reason that this is happening, but um, it definitely was a misstep along the way.
0: Peter, we have to acknowledge this is not the first time the company has faced a near certain end, sort of like the city itself, right? Is there a comeback here? Are we going to look back at this as just another sort of near-death experience? You know, I think we have to acknowledge that the Chronicle in 1959
3: had a front page headline that said, last of steam beer, an institution dies. We've written this obituary before. It's happened before multiple times. And certainly in circumstances where the beer was doing a lot more poorly than it's doing now, I mean – There was a lack of carbonation and it was sour. There were quality problems and they brought this beer back. It's a running joke that anytime something closes in San Francisco, you go on Twitter and you see everybody tagging Mark Benioff to like save this beer. But I wonder if this isn't a circumstance where there's an angel, whether it's someone like the Giants or another brewery that's willing to buy Anchor at a discount, because obviously there is still a market. There are a lot of people that still love this beer, especially locally.
0: I mean, is there a chance that perhaps someone could just brew this one recipe to keep it going? That's how the brewery is
3: built. Um, That's one of, I think, the problems that Sapporo had, is that they wanted to do some other things in that building. And it has all of this equipment from the turn of the century. And that's the turn of the 19th century equipment. And it's really made just for making Anchor Steam beer. So... I think someone who wants to come and make the beer, there's state of the art equipment there. It's ready to be done. There are people that know how to do it. I think it's like a turnkey situation. It's just got to be someone who's willing to build it back up again, like Fritz Maigtag did, and maybe willing
0: to take a little bit of a loss at the beginning. Jess, I want to ask you what happens right now. But first, we've got another clip from superfan Rob Gongora. You heard from him earlier at the bar. He says that one thing that's helping him hold on to hope is the chance of a return.
1: You know, they've already been through this a few times. They've gone under, they came back. They went under, they came back. So they are going to come back. Maybe not here in San Francisco, but the name, it will live on.
0: Jess, what happens now with the financial picture of Anchor Brewing? And what are the possibilities that still remain?
2: The company has, as we said, ceased operations. And, you know, they told us that they, in the recent months, tried on many occasions to sell the brewery and had no luck. They don't sound very hopeful themselves. However, the company will soon enter what's known as an ABC. It's an alternative to bankruptcy where the company's assets will essentially be sold off at pretty low prices probably. And you know, it's possible a buyer could come in. I actually saw this happen in the beverage industry just last month. House, which is a teeth brand, did the same thing, went to an ABC and was recently purchased and now their products are back online. So I think there's always hope in general. And I think with this brand in particular, people are not ready to give up on that yet.
0: Closing thoughts, Peter. What does a city like San Francisco lose? When it loses an icon like Anchor Brewing. You know, we've lost big things before and um,
3: it happens all the time and we weather it. I think this one stings a little more. It reminds me of like the Fox Theater on Market Street and KFOG where the circumstances where it's closing, it seems unnecessary. It seems like some forces outside of San Francisco took things in a direction that made it die when it didn't need to die. So I hope it comes back because I think this one's going to sting more than most. And um, I think it'd be really sad if this is the last anchor that we drank. Peter and Jess, thanks so much.
0: Thank you, Damien. It was great to come on.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Thanks to my guests today, Chronicle food and wine reporter Jess Lander and Peter Hartlob, the co-host of the Total SF podcast and a Chronicle culture critic. On the current episode of Total SF, Peter and co-host Heather Knight pay tribute to Anchor Steam and talk to the brewmaster, Dane Volek. Thanks also to Keith Menconi for producing this episode and thank you for listening.